Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, it's Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Welcome to the Arsenal Audio Match Day Programme. Premier League, Tuesday the 16th of May 2017. Arsenal versus Sunderland, kick-off 7.45pm. The Contents the manager, Arsene Wenger. The captain, Per Mertesacker. Match action, Arsenal versus Manchester United. Voice of Arsenal. Youth, Young Gun, Ladies. Player feature, Mesut Ozil. Unseen Arsenal. Match action, Stoke City versus Arsenal. Defining moments, My Arsenal, My Story. Match action, Southampton versus Arsenal. Community, visitors, Sunderland, teams. The manager, Arsene Wenger. The boss speaks to the official match day programme about tonight's challenge. We played with a good mixture of desire and confidence at Stoke on Saturday. We had a good structure in our game and when we really needed to fight in the challenges we were ready for that as well. The team has built up a little momentum recently and you could see that in the authority of our game. It's pleasing to see that we get stronger in every single game so it's important that we maintain that focus this evening. Against Stoke we were dominant, had a good structure in the game, were patient, intelligent and stuck together in a moment where they tried to make it rough for us. There was a patch in the second half where we had to stick together on a few corners. In the second half they made it a bit more physical. We had to find some resources and keep our nerves to continue with the desire to play. We did that well. We've won six of our last seven games. We have created the momentum again after having a period where we were not stable away from home. We look strong again now and we've won our last two away games so it's positive. Saturday was our final away game of this season. I think in the first half of 2016-17 our form away from the Emirates was good. After, we had a big blip on the road. We lost some big games and I believe that we were unstable defensively in some games, like at West Brom, like at Crystal Palace. Overall I believe we had a difficult period but we've restored confidence now and have had three successive wins. The players have character, the players have spirit. 
When you have gone through the period we have gone through with such a hostile environment, you don't recover if you're not strong. The players have been extremely strong to respond well in the way that we did. We lacked defensive stability in some important games this season, and we had to completely rethink the system. I had to make some changes, and now we look more stable. Some of the players have had to adjust to different positions, and I'm pleased with how they've done that. Take Masuto Zil, I think he's blossomed in this position, and now he enjoys it. Before, he was a bit more central. He's more often on the flanks now, but still has the freedom to move. I think he plays a bit more on the right, but his ball coming inside on his left foot can be deadly. We have seen a few examples. He delivered fantastic passes, so overall I think he enjoys it there, as does Alexis. Both look to blossom in this position and get stronger every week. I've been informed that Alexis is the first player in this season's Premier League to get to double figures for goals and assists. At the start, he was a player mainly focused on scoring goals. He developed his assist potential with us very well, and now he plays in a position where he can provide as well as score. He's become a complete player and has developed very well here. Of course, it's an exceptional achievement, and I would like to say that to score and provide in double figures, you need to be a special player. Alexis will have a test before tonight's game to see if he can play. It didn't look too good on Sunday, but with him you never know. He's so keen and maybe it was just a kick. It could be a possibility that he's recovered to play tonight. We'll also have to monitor Laurent Cozioni, who has a little calf problem from Stoke. Kieran Gibbs didn't travel on Saturday, but he's available again, though Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain is still out. For us tonight, it's key to just continue doing our job and see what happens. I'm convinced that if we get to 75 points, we'll still have a good chance to be in the top four, but we can only influence our own performances. Relegated teams usually play with freedom and have nothing to lose. We know that Sunderland are a team that have been touched severely because when you go down it's very tough to swallow. It's a difficult battle to come up again. Sunderland have escaped a few years and have just stayed in the Premier League and it shows as well that once you start to be down in there it's very difficult to change the trend because they made miracles for years and suddenly this season they couldn't get out of it. It is a team that has lost some games they didn't deserve to lose and after, the confidence drops and you fight against your own devils. Lack of confidence, lack of belief. You fight against a hostile environment as well and that makes it even more difficult. Enjoy the game tonight. The Captain, Pa Mertesacker. The Arsenal captain speaks exclusively to the official matchday programme. At the minute, we don't have our fate in our own hands, so all we can do is win our remaining games and then look at where we are. Our focus is just on ourselves. We're in good form. We've won in different ways recently, sometimes by being resilient, sometimes by showcasing our flair. We're looking to continue that tonight and for the rest of the season. If we can do it, it will help us both this season and next season, no matter the competition we play in. We've struggled at Stoke in recent years, as we have at Southampton in the past, so it said a lot for the squad that we managed to win both those games in the manner we did. 
They only started to believe when Peter Crouch came on and scored that handball. The crowd heated up, but we got over that period quite well and showed strength and resilience. We need to show that more often, especially away from home. When it really counts, when you face that pressure, you have to deal with it. Once you deal with those moments a couple of times, you become more confident, more able to handle them. Those are the situations you have to rise to, where you must put even more emphasis on the detail and keep going. If you want to compete at the top, those are the moments you have to deal with. As I mentioned, we'll continue going, even though a top four place isn't in our hands anymore. We're still resilient and have the character to go and get good results at stadiums where we've struggled in recent years. The performances are improving, the team cohesion looks much better and we're building a streak now. To have two away games in four days and win them both is a good feeling. We haven't been consistent enough this season, but what pleased me about Saturday was how comfortable we looked. We've struggled to make opportunities in some of our recent games, like the North London derby, but we've improved a lot on that front. When you're creating chances and playing in the way you want to, it creates a habit and the confidence that we'll really need in our remaining games. We've finished strongly in recent years and the task now is to do that again, both with the performances and results. We're not looking back at what we've done well. We're looking forward at what we need to do next. Our objective is to prepare for tonight's game as if it's our last. We want to do everything possible to compete for that top four finish. The team is focused on what lies ahead of us. At the moment, the games come so quickly, so we're in the phase of recover, prepare, play. There's not much to think about. It's all about every single player competing and turning up in every training session. That's good for the team. It strengthens us. Our strikers are an example of that. Against Manchester United, Danny Welbeck made a big impact. And on Saturday at Stoke, Olivier Giroud made a difference with his strength and his connection. You need players like that in crucial moments. When he wins the ball high up, when he shows that intensity, Olivier can easily cope with two centre-backs, even when they're climbing onto his back. We need a variety of players, and he's someone who, as a centre-back, you don't want to face. He can pin you, he's good in the air, and can score from everywhere. We trust him, and we know that he has the ability to make a quick impact, as he's done on many occasions this season, both when he started games and when he's come on as a substitute. He's sharing the responsibility with Danny well at the moment, in general, I think our overall performances since switching to the new system have shown that it suits us. But it's important to remember that these things take time to identify the strengths, the weaknesses, how we can work our own game completely into it. I think we're still figuring it out, but from game to game. We've got on with it and have looked stronger. There are no doubts when we play with three at the back. We feel comfortable and now it's the time to push on, learning more about ourselves and the system. 
But I think what's most important is just to turn up with intensity, regardless of what system we're playing. That's when we're at our strongest. As long as you're winning and still learning, it's a good feeling. Finally, Sunderland may already be relegated, but this is still a Premier League game and they're fighting for their pride. They still want to go down with that and show that they can come back up quickly. Sunderland being down will make no difference whatsoever tonight. They have plenty of players that are established in this league and they will want to go down with dignity. I have no doubt they'll show a lot tonight, but we're on a positive run, so let's do all we can to get the next three points. Thanks for your support. Match action. Arsenal versus Manchester United. Sunday, May the 7th, 2017. Arsenal 2, Manchester United 0. Game number 50. Attendance, 60,055. Referee, Andre Mariner. Man of the match, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Venue, Emirates Stadium. Competition, Premier League. Match stats, Arsenal. Total shots, 9. Shots on target, 4. Corners, 5. Offsides, 2. Fouls, 14. Possession, 50%. Manchester United, total shots, 10. Shots on target, 4. Corners, 9. Offsides, 4. Fouls, 10. Possession, 50%. Arsenal, scorers, Xhaka, 54 minutes. Welbeck, 57 minutes. Lineup: Czech, Oxlade-Chamberlain. Subs for Bellerin, 84 minutes. Holding, Koscielny, Monreal, Gibbs, Xhaka. Subs for Coquelin, 76 minutes. Ramsey, Ozil, Alexis, Welbeck. Subs for Giroud, 84 minutes. Subs not used, Gabriel, Ospina, Walcott, Iwobi. Yellow cards, none. Manchester United lineup: De Gea, Smalling, Jones, Twenzebe, Damian, Mikitarian. Sub for Lingard, 60 minutes. Herrera, sub for Rashford, 62 minutes. Marshall, Carrick, Mata, sub for McTominay, 84 minutes, Rooney. Subs not used, Blind, Pogba, Bailey, Romero. Yellow cards, none. First half. Petr Cech was called into action early on, saving at his near post when Anthony Marshall wriggled free inside the box. But then Arsenal took control. Aaron Ramsey had a low shot, well saved by David De Gea, after being set up by Alexis. Danny Welbeck's close-range shot from a corner was charged down and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain had a long-range effort clawed away by the keeper as Arsenal made more of the running. But against the run of the play, Wayne Rooney nearly broke the deadlock. He latched onto a loose defensive pass, but once again... Czech made the save to keep the scores level. Second half, the Gunners took the lead out of nothing. 
there seemed little danger when Granit Xhaka picked up the ball 30 yards from goal. He took a pot shot which hit the back of Ander Herrera, looped up and over De Gea into the goal. It lifted the hosts and moments later Danny Welbeck doubled the lead when he thumped home a close-range header from Oxlade-Chamberlain's excellent right-wing cross. Welbeck nearly got at the end of Mesut Ozil's cross later on, but Arsenal had done enough to secure a well-deserved win and maintain the pressure on the top four as the season enters the home straight. Voice of Arsenal Watch the cup final at the Emirates. Didn't get a ticket for Wembley? Don't worry. We've got you covered. We're pleased to announce that the Emirates FA Cup final will be screened exclusively live for Arsenal members at Emirates Stadium on Saturday, May 27th. This year, we will be changing the layout slightly from 2014 and 2015 to improve the viewing experience for members. The match will be shown on a giant 120-metre square screen located in the clock end facing the pitch, with fans able to watch the action from standing on the pitch. There will also be unreserved seating in the lower tier and limited unreserved seating available in club level. Tickets are priced at £5 for adult members in the lower tier unreserved standing or seating and £3 for concessions. It will be £10 for fans who wish to sit on club level. Please note that all seating is unreserved for this event. Tickets went on sale to gold and platinum members today at 11am. Silver, red and junior Gunners members can purchase tickets on Wednesday, May 17th at 2pm. The Friends and Family Service will be available to all members of the Arsenal membership from Thursday, May 18th at 3pm. Booking fees apply. The Family and Friends Service allows members to buy an additional four tickets on their membership account. Please note that we are unable to activate any membership cards once the Friends and Family sale period commences and members will be issued with a ticket fast, print at home. Top 4 Permutations Tonight's match is another crucial one as we aim for a place in next season's Champions League. To achieve a place in the top four, the following must happen. We win both our remaining games and Liverpool fail to beat Middlesbrough at home on Sunday. Or, we take four points from our final two games, Liverpool are beaten at home by Middlesbrough and there is a five-goal swing in goal difference in our favour. Or, we take four points more than Manchester City from our final two fixtures. Pep, Guardiola's side are at home to West Bromwich Albion tonight and travel to Watford on Sunday. Or, we take three more points than Manchester City from our final two fixtures, along with a six-goal swing in goal difference. If we finish level on points, goal difference and goal scored with any other side, a one-off playoff at a neutral venue will be played. This has never happened before, but never say never. Welcome, Charlie. All of us at Arsenal are delighted to welcome 11-year-old Charlie Middleton to tonight's game as a very special guest of the club. Charlie's favourite player is Mesut Ozil, and he'll watch tonight's match from a very special location, Mesut's Hospitality Box. Charlie's currently taking time out from treatment for a brain tumour, and we'd like to thank all of you who alerted us to his condition. 
We have been in constant contact with his family to make his visit this evening possible. We really hope you enjoy your evening, Charlie. And of course, one of Sunderland's most famous fans is Bradley Lowry, who's also fighting a battle with cancer. Bradley can't be here tonight, but everyone at Arsenal wishes him well and hopes he enjoys watching the game from home, but not too much. 100 up for Alexis. The win at Southampton last week was particularly special for Alexis. The Chile international made his 100th Premier League appearance for us in the 2-0 victory and marked the milestone by superbly opening the scoring on the hour. Alexis reached another milestone on Saturday, scoring his 50th Premier League goal for the club. He's the 8th Arsenal player to do so, following Thierry Henry, 175, Ian Wright, 104, Robin Van Persie, 96, Dennis Bergkamp, 87, Olivier Giroud, 69, Theo Walcott, 65, and Robert Pires, 62. International Safety Awards The 2017 International Safety Awards were held at the Grosvenor House Hotel in London earlier in May, and we won three prizes. The club scooped the International Safety Award, Best in Sector Award, and the Chief Adjudicators Award. Congratulations to everybody responsible. The Arsenal Charity Shield We're delighted to announce that our traditional end-of-season 11-a-side charity football tournament will be returning to Emirates Stadium over the weekend of June 3rd and 4th. We will be asking for a minimum donation of around £1,500 per team. Proceeds will go to the Arsenal Foundation, and please note that places in the competition will be limited. For more information, contact Beverly Nicholas at B Nicholas, spelt B N I C H O L A S, at arsenal.co.uk. We'll also be hosting the Emirates Fans Cup 2017 at the stadium, courtesy of lead partner Emirates. That event, which is five aside and gives members an opportunity to play at Emirates Stadium, takes place on the afternoon of May 22nd. For more information, visit arsenal.com and search Play on the Pitch at Emirates Stadium in the top right corner. Programme Sellers Above and Beyond Award goes to Laura. Congratulations again to Laura Burbridge, who went above and beyond with her programme selling skills at our last home fixture against Manchester United. It's the second time Laura has wowed us with her selling skills, and she deservedly walked away with a pair of trainers courtesy of our club partner Puma. With only one match remaining after today and a special prize being awarded to our top seller at the Everton game, you can vote for your favourite by emailing program at arsenal.co.uk. The Arsenal Collection Two of our regular matchday programme contributors, Andy Kelly and Mark Andrews, recently launched a website along with Darren Berry that aims to provide a comprehensive archive of historical Arsenal-related material. The Arsenal Collection includes digitised full copies of programmes, handbooks, photographs and other memorabilia dating back more than 100 years. Content is being added on a weekly basis along with blog articles relating to the new content. If you have an interest in the club's history or simply want to reminisce about when you first started supporting Arsenal, then you'll enjoy the Arsenal Collection. The website address is www.thearsenalcollection.org.uk and you can also follow them on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Join the Supporters Forum. We have a red members vacancy on the Supporters Forum. 
The Forum meets three times a season before home games and has the following aims. To maintain an effective two-way dialogue between the clubs and fans. To ensure the club has a continued understanding of issues that affect supporters. An opportunity for the club to discuss and develop new ideas with fan representative. The Forum is attended by Ivan Gazidis and other senior club officials. The key areas covered include ticketing, stadium development, policing, community activities. Forum members are expected to act as a conduit for fans' questions and queries from the broad areas of support they represent. A web form query submission process has been set up on www.arsenal.com for supporters to submit queries to forum representatives. Please apply to Roxanne Wilson at rowilson at arsenal.co.uk and an application form will be sent out to you. Bag it. Win with Arsenal and Puma. Just answer this simple question to be in with a chance of winning. In every Premier League programme this season, the club's kit partner Puma are giving away kit bags. Just answer this question to be in with a chance of winning. Email your answer, including your name and address, to programme at arsenal.co.uk or tweet at Arsenal Magazine. Please send all entries to us no later than Friday, May the 19th. One entry per person. The question, which two players scored twice in our 4-1 win at Sunderland earlier this season? Coming up, on Wednesday, the ladies are away at Chelsea. On Saturday, Birmingham are the visitors to The Hive in the Spring Series. On Sunday, we finish our Premier League season at home to Everton. On this day, in 1998, we beat Newcastle in the FA Cup final to secure the double. Ref Watch with Roger East. This evening's referee is Roger East from Wiltshire. The 52-year-old has been part of the select group of referees since the start of the 2013-14 campaign and took charge of our 4-1 away victory at Hull City earlier this season. Here's our full recent record with East in charge. 2016-17, Hull City 1, Arsenal 4 in the Premier League, 2 yellow cards for Arsenal. 2016-17, Arsenal 2, Bournemouth 0 in the Premier League, 2 yellow cards for Arsenal. Arsenal 2, Burnley 1 in the FA Cup, 1 yellow card for Arsenal. Arsenal 1, Crystal Palace 1 in the Premier League. And in 2014-15, Arsenal 2, Hull City 2 in the Premier League, two yellow cards for Arsenal. Stats. Premier League shots. Alexis, 79. Theo Wolcott, 50. Olivier Giroud, 31. Mesut Ozil, 28. Premier League chances created. Mesut Ozil, 85. Alexis, 76. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, 32. Granit Zaka, 28. Premier League assists, Alexis, 10. Mesut Udzil, 7. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, 7. Hector Bellerin, 4. Premier League passes, Granit Zaka, 2,154. Mesut Udzil, 1,944. Nacho Monreal, 1,683. And Laurent Kotzielny, 1,662. Report it. If in doubt, report it. If someone complains, take it seriously. How? Anti-social text service. Get your phones out and text 67777. 1. Text one of the following words. Race, HPH, tout, foul, stand, smoke or sexism. 
Two, give a description. Three, give your location, block, row, seat. Arsenal Football Club, league champions, 1930, 31-32-33, 33-34, 35-37-38, 47-38, 46-53, 77-18-89, 90-91, 97-98, 2001-2002 and 2003-2004. FA Cup winners in 1930, 36, 50, 71, Arsenal-Football-Club-75-Drayton-Park-London-N5-1-BU-Telephone-02076-1950-Online-at-Arsenal.com-Email-Program-at-Arsenal.co.uk-Directors-Sir-Chips-Keswick-Chairman-Ken
I think next year can be a big year for me personally. I'm trying to have big goals and push into the first team, so hopefully I can have another good season and see where it takes me. Cohen Bramall was a star performer on the night, causing United defensive nightmares and claiming assists for both Nketiah and Nelson, who eased us into a 2-0 lead at the break. However, the visitors hit back in the second half with Josh Harrop pulling one back from range, before later sending in a wicked cross which rebounded off the unfortunate Kiori Johnson and into his own net. The draw means Steve Gatting's side finished behind Liverpool, Manchester City and tabletoppers Everton, but impressive performances throughout the season have provided plenty of reasons for optimism. Arsenal, Macy, Jenkinson, Johnson, Sheaf, Bramall, Kamara, Maitland-Niles, Morgos, Dragomir 84, Nelson, J. Willock 46, C. Willock, Nketia, Marlon 46. Subs not used, Ketu, Olowu. Under-18 Premier League Final Stage Wednesday, May 3rd, J. Davidson Stadium Manchester United under-18, nil. Arsenal under-18, 3 J. Willock, 15, 74 Fortune, 90 Joe Willock scored twice with Yasin Fortune adding a third in added time as our under-18s recorded a convincing win over Manchester United. We took the lead after just 15 minutes when a passage of passing play concluded with Geordie Osututu threading an inviting through ball in on goal for Willock. The attacking midfielder held his nerve and seized on some defensive hesitancy before showing pace, strength and persistence to rifle a shot beyond the goalkeeper. A bodged clearance then presented Eddie Nketiah with an opportunity to add a second, but his attempted lob after the ball had bounced around in a bumpy penalty area was misjudged and sailed over the crossbar. Kwam Ampadu's men took a 1-0 lead into the interval, but nearly made it 2-0 shortly after the restart when Daniel Marlin combined with Willock in the left channel before teeing up Nketiah. The forward swivelled before sending a strike towards goal as he began to fall, but his effort was chested off the line as United's goal appeared to be living a charmed life as the Gunners went in search of a second goal. Nketiah then dropped deep to play in Willock for what would prove to be the game's second goal. Dancing in from the left-hand side, Willock kept his balance before stroking a low strike between the legs of the goalkeeper and into the net in the 74th minute. The result was all but secured, but an attempted ball forward was blocked by Willock in added time, cannoning back towards the United goal with substitute Fortune on hand to curl a first-time effort into the top corner. Arsenal, Virginia, Osetutu, Medley, Olowu, T. Bowler, Maguan, De Silva, J. Willock, Nelson, Gilmore, 86, Marlon, Dragomir, 82, Nketiah, Fortune, 82. Subs not used, Crean, Amoli. Under-18 Premier League Final Stage Tuesday, May 9th Cobham Training Centre Chelsea, 3 De Silva, 10 Chaloba, 35 Taylor Crossleo, 78 Arsenal, 1 Nketiah, 49 Arsenal's under-18s title hopes are now out of their hands after they slip to a 3-1 defeat against Chelsea. The result sees the Blues leapfrog the Gunners into top spot and they are now two points clear with one game to play. Cole De Silva and Trevo Chaloba gave the hosts a two-goal lead before Eddie Nketiah pulled one back, but substitute Martel Taylor-Crossdale ensured the three points remained in Cobham with a powerful low finish. 
It means our under-18s must win their final game of the season at West Ham United and hope for anything but a Chelsea win in their clash with Reading. Results unknown at time of going to print. A win over Chelsea would have sealed the title, but it was the Blues who took the lead. De Silva raced on to Dujon Sterling's cross to fire a left-footed strike beyond Virginia. Daniel Marlin's goal-bound shot was blocked, Race Nelson curled a free kick inches wide and Enketia had strike ruled out for offside, but despite Arsenal looking likely to level, it was Chelsea who scored again, a thumping header from Chaloba. Buoyed by Kwame Mpandu's half-time team talk, the Gunners came flying out after the interval, and soon half the deficit, and Ketia converting Willock's cross from close range. Now with a foothold in the game, Arsenal continued to test Chelsea's Marcin Bulka. First, the goalkeeper saved from Dragomir, before the Romanian forward volleyed narrowly over the crossbar. Dragomir's best chance was to come when he flashed a header off target, and our under-18s would soon be made to pay for their profligacy. Substitute Taylor Crosdale collected the ball just inside the area and drilled a low effort past Virginia to restore the host's two-goal lead and secure all three points for Chelsea. Arsenal, Virginia, Osei Medley, Olowu, Tibola, Maguan, De Silva, Nelson, J. Willock, Fortune 74, Marlon, Dragomir 46, and Ketia. Subs not used, Crean, Amoli, Gilmore. Young Gun, the next generation in their own words. Hugo Keto, position goalkeeper, born February 9th, 1998, Helsinki, Finland. Nationality, Finnish. School, Risu Comprehensive School, Boots Adidas, joined 2014, height and weight, 194 centimetres, 86 kilograms. I have had quite a busy season in 2016-17. There are quite a lot of goalkeepers at the club, but I've been involved in pretty much every team that I could have been involved with. Making my debut and getting some minutes for the under-23s has been the highlight. For a goalkeeper, the difference between playing for the under-18s and the under-23s is pretty similar to the difference experienced by outfield players. In the under-23s, the players are bigger, stronger, more physical and the game is much quicker. But I'd say the main difference is that the pressing is much more aggressive and much faster. With the under-18s, you often have time to play the ball out or exchange passes with your centre-backs, whereas with the under-23s, you get very little time at all as the players are on you and trying to force mistakes. The other factor, and this is specific to goalkeepers, is that the finishing of the strikers is much better and the shots are much harder. Thankfully, with the Nike footballs we use, the flight is true. Adidas balls are used in World Cup and international tournaments and are often unpredictable. The Nike balls do swerve and dip, so a striker's skill is rewarded if they successfully put spin on the ball. But the movement on the Adidas balls is not just down to the skill of the footballer. Sometimes the ball suddenly swerves or dips without explanation and it becomes more about pot luck. When I go away with Finland, I just have to be prepared and extra concentrated, expecting the ball to swerve unusually. 
so I'm not caught out or surprised in any way. I feel that the fact that we use Nike balls in the Premier League is a positive thing and it's much fairer all round. A good strike is rewarded and goalkeepers are not cheated by an unpredictable or unwarranted swerve of the ball. The technology and equipment the goalkeepers have available to them is always improving. The grip is continually getting better, designs are getting lighter and the fabric lasts longer. Apart from working with our coaches, I try to improve my power with weights in the gym. All players have programs designed to suit us, which our sports scientists provide. One aspect of my game which has been highlighted as a strength is my penalty-saving ability. I've saved quite a few over recent years, and my system largely involves reading the run-up as well as the position of the left hand if the penalty taker is right-footed and the opposite if they are left-footed. We also study videos of penalty takers, which works for me. Some other keepers look at the standing foot or other aspects of the player's run-up or positioning of their feet and body. I do enjoy saving penalties, and even during games, when you make a save that helps your team win the game, it's like scoring a goal. However, unlike goal scorers, we don't celebrate, as you have to try and remain as level and calm as possible. That's the big difference between scoring goals and saving them, as far as I can see. But the result for the team is possibly exactly the same, if your save helps claim all the points. While I'm looking forward to next season, I think a good rest is on the cards now. We've got no games left, our season is finished, but I'm trying to keep sharp and keep improving in training. I might be involved with Finland under-21s over the summer, but that aside, I'm looking forward to going home and relaxing with my family and friends, making sure I'm ready for another big season when I return in the summer. The Lowdown. Biggest influence on your career? Parents. Best aspects of your game? One versus one. What do you need to work on? Crossing. Which team did you support as a boy? Liverpool. Who did you pretend to be in the playground? Steven Gerrard. Which current player would you most like to play against? Messi. Greatest moment of your career so far? Signing for Arsenal. Your most valuable possession? My watch. What other sports are you good at? All of them. If you had to sing one song to save your life, what would it be? The Finnish National Anthem. Teammates, who has the best sense of humour? Chris DeGrasse, who is the best at FIFA? Me. Who has the best engine? Ishmael Benesa. Who has the best turn of pace? Doniel Marlon. Who is the worst dressed? Kostas Pilias. Who is the worst dancer? Joe Virginia. You choose Nando's or KFC? Nando's. Kanye West or Drake? Drake. Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Champions League or World Cup? World Cup. Instagram or Snapchat? Instagram. Home kit or away kit? Home kit. Long range goal or dribble through the team? Long range goal. Beach holiday or city break? Beach holiday. Red sauce or brown sauce? Red sauce. 40 metres or 400 metres. Ladies, the Gunners are up and running in the Spring Series with a convincing away win over Yeovil Town. 
Sunday, April 30th, Viridor Stadium, Yeovil Town Ladies 1, Arsenal Ladies 5. The scorer for Yeovil Town, Quinn, in the 42nd minute. The scorers for Arsenal, Taylor, in the 6th and 23rd minute. Clark, in the 8th minute, own goal. Carter, in the 30th minute. O'Reilly, in the 53rd minute, from a penalty. The Gunners picked up their first win of the Spring Series with a resounding 5-1 victory over Yeovil Town at Viridor Stadium. Pedro Martinez-Loza made two changes from the side that drew 4 all with Liverpool a few days before. Sari van Vinendal continued in goal with Alex Scott, Leah Williamson, Anna Patton and Dominique Janssen all keeping their places in the starting eleven. Jordan Nobbs continued in central midfield where she was once again joined by Lottie Wubben-Moy. Heather O'Reilly, Dan Carter and Danielle van der Donk lined up just in front of the central midfield duo with Jodie Taylor spearheading our attack. We wasted no time in netting an early goal, Taylor firing home an early spot kick after a handball in the area. And things got better soon after, when Molly Clark inadvertently turned the ball into her own net just moments later. Taylor then added her second before Carter headed home a pattern cross to make it 4-0. Yeovil hit back before the break, however, with Lucy Quinn latching onto a through ball and slotting past Sari van Vinendal. However... Our four-goal cushion was restored less than ten minutes after the break. O'Reilly opened her account for the club from the penalty spot after Alex Scott was felled by Helen Blizzard. Shortly after the Glovers went close to pulling back another goal, but Hannah Short's headed effort didn't quite cross the line. With ten minutes remaining, Megan Walsh was required to tip over a long-range effort from substitute Chloe Kelly, but there were to be no further goals. The team for Arsenal. Van Vinendal, Scott... Patton, Janssen, replaced by Humphrey in the 63rd minute. Woman Moy, replaced by McCabe in the 63rd minute. Van der Dong. Carter, replaced by Kelly in the 71st minute. Williamson, Nobbs, Taylor and O'Reilly. Subs not used. Morehouse, Mead, Quinn and Williams. In Like Quinn, we recently completed the signing of Republic of Ireland international Louise Quinn. The 26-year-old defender arrives at the club from Notts County Ladies, who ceased operations in late April. Louise made her debut in our 4 all Spring Series draw with Liverpool, and we caught up with her after the game. She said, It was a bit of a mental game. I'm obviously very happy to get a start, but it was just a hectic game. I think first half we were just trying to find our feet a little bit and got into it. Second half, I think it just showed the determination that the whole team has. Even myself, I think I started to settle into the game a bit more. It definitely wasn't easy, but we fought back. Obviously, we felt we maybe should have held on at the end, but Liverpool are a very good side. We'll take positives from that. Everyone's been great, really welcoming and settling me in, she added. The training has been nice and intense, good sessions. We're here to learn, progress, so hopefully I'll be able to find my feet a little bit more. I'm enjoying training, I think I'm doing alright, and hopefully I can just keep starting and keep playing games. Cup glory for the under-12s. Big congratulations to our under-12s, who lifted the WFL Spring Cup after beating Colney Heath Youth Harriers recently. After a tense match, the game went to penalties, and our youngsters showed nerves of steel to triumph 3-2. Well done, girls. Chelsea next. 
We continue our Spring Series campaign with a trip to face Chelsea at Wheatsheaf Park tomorrow evening. Emma Hayes' side have won their first two fixtures, beating Yeovil 6-0 and following that up with a 4-0 success at Reading three days later. Chelsea have a whole host of former Arsenal players in their squad, including Rebecca Spencer, Neem Fay, Jilly Flaherty, Katie Chapman, Jade Bailey, Gemma Davison and Karen Carney. They started 2017 by reaching the FA Women's Cup semi-final, but were beaten by Birmingham on penalties. The game kicks off at 7.35pm and tickets can be purchased online. Sister Club of the Month This month's Sister Club of the Month focuses on ICA Sports, who are based in Peterborough and are a platinum member of the Arsenal Ladies Sister Club programme. Originally established in 1985, the club has a strong history of male football. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And in 2014, announced that it would be adding youth and female teams too. The first four female league teams started playing in September 2015. And in September 2016, Flotsol sessions were introduced. Two years on, the club are expecting to run six girls' teams and a women's team for the 2017-18 season, catering for girls from five years old upwards. ICA Sports are always pleased to welcome new players from five years old upwards, and especially girls from five to eleven that can benefit from our Peterborough Wildcats Girls FC. The club are hosting an Arsenal Ladies Soccer School on June the 1st, and if you would like to discuss any aspect of female football at ICA Sports FC, you can contact Sean Harley, Head of Girls Football, on 07824 601 506 or fitness underscore Sean, spelt S-H-A-U-N, at hotmail.com. Or Steve Purnell, Head of Club Development, on 07964 496259 or steve at icasports.com. Exclusive player feature, Masut Ozil. 11. Lucky Black Cats. Games against Sunderland will always be special to Masut Ozil. Born, Gelsenkirchen, Germany, October 15, 1988. Previous clubs, Schalke, Werder Bremen, Real Madrid. Arsenal career stats. League, appearances 111 plus 3. Goals, 23. Assists, 40. Europe, appearances 28 plus 1. Goals, 7. Assists, 6. FA Cup, appearances 11 plus 2. Goals, 2. Assists, 6.
League Cup, Appearances, plus one. Community Shield, Appearances, one. Total, Appearances, 151, plus seven. Goals, 32. Assists, 52. It was, after all, against today's opponents that our number 11 made his debut for the club, taking just 11 minutes to set up Olivier Giroud's opener in a 3-1 victory at Stadium of Light on September 14th, 2013. I just remember how nice the feeling was to finally make my debut playing for Arsenal with my new teammates, Masut says. It took nearly two weeks for me to play because of the international break, so I was really looking forward to it. To give an assist so early on was a nice moment too. I just remember looking forward to the new challenge of testing myself in a new league. When I was on the pitch, I could sense that I would have fun here and that I could help the team to be successful. Masut's integration at Arsenal was aided by his international teammates Lukasz Podolski and Per Mertesacker. But while those two both missed that trip to Wearside, there was another German in our squad. Serge Nambry was an unused substitute at Stadium of Light and has since joined Werder Bremen, a club that Masut knows well. Serge and I still speak, but we don't have as much contact as when he was here, he says. I wish him all the best for the future, because he's such a nice guy who goes about his business really well. He's a special player, very talented, and, if he stays fit, he'll end up having a really successful career. It's very important for him to be at a club like Werder, where he has the opportunity to play with freedom every week. It's good for him to continue to become more experienced there, and I really wish him all the best. Serge clearly still has Arsenal in his heart. In fact, he was at Wembley to see us beat Manchester City in the Emirates FA Cup semi-final last month. That was our second match using the new 3-4-2-1 system that has seen Masut move more towards the right of his usual number 10 position. So how's he found the change in formation? I might not quite have the same freedom that I had as when I played in the number 10 role, he says. When you're there, you have the freedom to go everywhere. In this new system, I need to be on the right a bit more, but that's something you do for the team. It's not important what the individual player wants, all that counts is the team. The coach sees me there at the moment, and the main thing for me is that I'm on the pitch and can help the team with my performances. We've won six out of seven games since change to three at the back. How much impact has it had in our improved recent form? After a win, it's always automatic that the mood is better, there is more energy around the place, more people are laughing, there are positive vibes, Masut says. It always helps to beat a big team. The confidence is there now, and we just need to continue with that and take it on. We are playing at the moment what we call English weeks in Germany, which I have always preferred to training because you can always express yourself and enjoy yourself on the pitch. Of course, it's tough when you're playing every three days, especially because of what it's like here in England. But it's our last chance and it's important to get positive results, be confident and finish the season as positively as we can. It's my fourth year here and has always been the case that we have played well in the first half of the season or the second half of the season. To win titles, you need to give your best performances throughout the whole season. Adding to that, we have had important players injured and maybe some bad luck along the way. What we could bring a bit more of is self-confidence, a bit more consistency. We have lost confidence when we lose one game, and that is something we need to work on. Of course, qualifying for the Champions League is very important to us, because Arsenal belong with the best clubs in the world. As a player, the Champions League means you can test yourself against the best players the world has to offer. And for our fans, Champions League nights can be special. That's why it's so important for us. 
Misut's goal against Stoke City at the weekend was his 12th of the season, making it his most prolific campaign in an Arsenal shirt. He's given a further 12 assists in all competitions, but, along with the team in general, has been criticised in some quarters this season. Has it affected him? Maybe at the start of my career it would have, because I wasn't experienced and I could have believed what they were saying. But I'm not interested in what people say about my style or my body language. What is most important for me is, and always has been, the coach. People may sometimes think that I don't give everything, but that is not true. My statistics do the talking and show I give my all. I always want to be successful. That is how I have been and how I will always be. I'm the sort of player who is never satisfied, whether I get five assists or 30 or score more goals. You can't always bring your top performances throughout the entire season. I have had injuries, I have been ill at points as well, but I know I can do a lot more. As a footballer, you're never satisfied with yourself. You always want to give more and be successful. I know it can improve, and I'm sure I will show that in the years to come. As a person, I am hungry for success and always want to give my best. I know sometimes things go better or go worse, but I never give up, always carry on, and always believe in myself. Unseen Arsenal May 11th, 2003 the end is nigh. It's the last league game of the 2002-03 season at the Stadium of Light and a Freddie Jungberg hat-trick plus a goal from Thierry Henry see Arsene Wenger's team canter to a 4-0 win. It was the end of a disastrous season for Sunderland. They finished the campaign on a then record low 19 points using three managers in the process, Peter Reid, Howard Wilkinson and latterly Mick McCarthy. In a horrible run throughout the second half of the season, the Black Cats' victory over Liverpool on December 15th, moving them out of the relegation places, was their final three points of the season. The loss against the Gunners was their 15th consecutive defeat in the league, the final four without scoring. Despite a second-place finish and FA Cup final to look forward to, beating Southampton, the Gunners couldn't help finishing their title defence disappointed. Top of the table for 25 of the 38 match days, they succumbed to the challenge of Manchester United in mid-April. Arsene Wenger was mocked earlier in the 2002-03 campaign for saying he believed his team could do the unthinkable and go an entire season unbeaten. The critics were, of course, made to read their words the following season. This win marked game number two in the record 49-game unbeaten run, which included the Invincibles' famous campaign. On an individual basis, it was also Arsenal versus Manchester United for the Golden Boot. Thierry Henry went into the game on 23 league goals, Ruud van Nistelrooy started United's last match against Everton on 24. Thierry's seventh-minute conversion of a Dennis Bergkamp pass brought him level with van Nistelrooy. And despite hitting the side netting and forcing a fine save from Thomas Sorensen, it wasn't to be due to a 79th-minute penalty conversion from the Dutchman. However, in perhaps a good indication of just what put Thierry 
At a different level to his United counterpart, the Frenchman provided all three assists for Jungberg in a typical striking masterclass. Further perspective, one, this was the last match for Sunderland's legendary striker Kevin Phillips. He pitted his wits against a centre-half playing his last game for Arsenal, Eagles Stepanovs. 2. Arsenal Seaman, Cole, Stepanovs, Luzhny, Torre, Pires, substitutes Pennant, 64th minute, Gilberto, Parler, substitutes Van Bronckhorst, 45th minute, Jungberg, Bergkamp, substitutes Carnu, 75th minute, Henri, subs not used, Warmers, Gary. Sunderland, Sorensen, Gray, Craddock, Bjorkland, Williams, substitutes McCartney, 45th minute, Black, substitutes Oster, 45th minute, Thornton, substitutes Ryan, 45th minute, McCann, Kilban, Kyle, Phillips, subs not used, Poon, Proxer. Match action. Stoke City versus Arsenal. Saturday, May 13th, 2017. Game 52. Attendance 27,535. Away fans 2,892. Referee Mike Dean. Man of the match Alexis Sanchez. Venue the Bet365 Stadium. Competition Premier League. The final score Stoke City 1, Arsenal 4. Match stats, total shots, for Stoke City 10, shots on target 4, corners 7, offside 3, fouls 13, possession 33%. For Arsenal, total shots 10, shots on target 6, corners 7, offside 2, fouls 7, possession 67%. For Stoke City, the scorer was Crouch in the 66th minute. The lineup: Butland, Johnson, Shawcross, Martins, Indy, Pieters, Whelan, Cameron, Shakiri, Allen, replaced by Crouch in the 60th minute, Arnotovic, replaced by Ahmed in the 81st minute, Diouf, replaced by Berahino in the 60th minute. Subs not used, Grant, Munieza, Adam and Walters, yellow card for Crouch. For Arsenal, the scorers, Giroud in the 42nd and 80th minute, Ozil in the 55th minute and Alexis in the 76th minute. The lineup: Ketch, Bellerin, Holding, Mustafi, Kotsielny, Monreal, Zaka, Kokwalan, Ozil replaced by Welbeck in the 83rd minute, Alexis replaced by Ramsey in the 77th minute, Giroud replaced by Walcott in the 83rd minute. Subs not used, Gabriel, Ospina, El Nene and Iwobi. Yellow cards for Mustafi and Holding. First half. Stoke failed to mount their traditional early barrage and Arsenal started the game in control, coming close to the opener when Nacho Monreal ghosted in at the far post to head a Hector Bellerin cross against the post. The Gunners had a scare when Shkodran Mustafi was booked for a rash challenge and Marko Anatovic fizzed the resultant free kick just over from 25 yards. Arsene Wenger's men were in the ascendancy, however, and Alexis shot into the side netting before Olivier Giroud opened the scoring. Francis Coquelin split open the Stoke defence with a super pass that Bellerin ran onto 
and crossed for Giroud to tap home. Second half. The second half was ten minutes old when Mesut Ozil doubled the lead and it was a thing of beauty. He passed to Alexis, whose superb return ball bisected the entire Stoke defence and was controlled instantly by the German before he lifted it over Jack Butland. Stoke forced their way back into the game when Peter Crouch appeared to punch an Anotovic cross past Peter Ketch on 66 minutes, but Alexis allayed any fears of a comeback when, despite nursing an injury, he darted at goal and drilled past Butland. And it was soon four for Arsenal... Giroud fired in a cross from substitute Aaron Ramsey. Defining moments. John Radford. Former Arsenal stars select the situations that defined their career with the Gunners. Joined Arsenal as an apprentice on October 26, 1962. Left Arsenal for West Ham on December 13, 1976, for £80,000. Arsenal record. League, 375 plus 4 appearances, 111 goals. FA Cup, 42 plus 2 appearances, 15 goals. League Cup, 34 appearances, 12 goals. Europe, 24 appearances, 11 goals. Total, 475 plus 6 appearances, 149 goals. 1. Dad's orders. My dad made me come to Arsenal, no question. I come from a village in Yorkshire called Hemsworth. My dad, Ernest, was a miner. He once took me down to his place of work in Fitzwilliam. I went in an open lift with walls 6 inches away, deeper and deeper under the Yorkshire countryside. Hundreds of feet below ground there was a railway line with carts filled with all sorts of rubbish. Goodness me, it was a place I would not have wanted to work, and Dad told me he never wanted me to go and do that job. But thousands did when there were coal mines open. I spent my youth kicking a ball around. I didn't really have a team as such, although Barnsley was the nearest. One day I was playing in a local cup final and there was a guy in a raincoat and trilby watching. That same man came and knocked on our door. I'm Tom Donoghue from Arsenal, he said. So my mum, Lily, invited him in and made us a cup of tea. Dad started talking to him. It turns out he was a scout for the club and wanted me to come down to London. Funnily enough, I had only just had a trial at Sheffield Wednesday, but never heard back from them. My dad then spoke. John, that Arsenal club is the finest in the land, and that's where he's going. This was news to me. He never mentioned Arsenal before and I told him. But Dad had spoken and I was going to London. 2. Scrubbing the bath It was not easy moving to London. Young lads like me, a long way from home, were put up in digs, but what made it easier was having the lovely George Mayle around. A legendary player from the great 1930s side, he was in charge of a lot of the youth set-up. Nothing was too much trouble, he was always on hand to give advice. I had been there a short while and hadn't really trained with the first team when my big chance came. It was a Friday and I was doing what apprentices did, cleaning the changing rooms. I was in the deep communal bath at Highbury scrubbing away when Billy Wright, the manager, came in and told me to go home. I'm scrubbing the bath, I said. Well, get some rest, you're playing at West Ham tomorrow, replied Billy. I didn't see it coming. I had no idea at all I was in contention. 
I made my debut in a 1-1 draw. The huge Alan Skirton scored for us, and I was up against their centre-half Ken Brown. I think Bobby Moore was playing too. I barely got a kick. That was on March 21st, 1964. The following January, I scored a hat-trick against Wolves. I was still only 17, and am the youngest player in our history to score a hat-trick. One thing I do remember is all my hat-tricks for the club. 3. And elect 70 We needed a trophy badly, especially after losing successive League Cup finals at Wembley. In the first leg of the Fairs Cup final, we went to Anderlecht in Belgium. They were the best team I had faced in my career and destroyed us. We lost 3-1, but in truth, if we had come home nursing a 7-0 or even 8-0 defeat, we couldn't have complained. They were something else. But Ray Kennedy got a consolation to give us hope. We were very fortunate. The second leg at Highbury was a very different story. We dominated from start to finish to win 3-0, and I scored two. It was a glorious night and ended 17 years without a trophy. As defining moments go, this was a massive one for myself and for the club. It broke the hoodoo and gave us belief. The drinks flowed that night. We had a few at Highbury and then went to our favourite haunt, the White Hart in Southgate. The landlord and lady, David and Eunice, would keep the pub open for a late drink, and I don't just mean one. Well, they certainly did that night. Unforgettable. 4. The 71 Double We were always the underdogs, never the favourites, except for the 69 League Cup final when we lost to 3rd Division Swindon. I really don't know why. We went to Spurs, beat them 1-0 and won the league, our first title since 1953. But the next day, all the papers were saying Liverpool were the favourites to beat us in the cup final the following Saturday. It was us who were the champions. We should have been the favourites. That, in some ways, meant more to me than winning the title, even though we did it at White Hart Lane of all places. I had grown up with the FA Cup, as every little kid did. It was glamorous. It was Wembley in the sun. It was the culmination of so much hard work under Bertie Mee and Don Howe. Bertie was never a great coach, but he was organised and instilled extraordinary discipline into the team. If he said be there for 2.30pm, he meant be there for 2.30pm, not 2.31pm. If you were late, God help you. But it was good for us. Then there was Don, a masterful coach and a great tactician. He replaced Dave Sexton, who we loved, and made us better. Dave was all about attack, whereas Don improved our defending too. The hard work of the past five years paid off that afternoon when we clinched the double. 5. Between the sticks I always fancied myself as a keeper. In training, I would always have a go in goal at the end. I loved it. I'd even bet players to try and score three penalties past me. I was good. And nine times out of ten, I could sense what way the striker was going to shoot. And if you dive the right way, as I nearly always did, it would obviously give me a good chance of saving it. It would be 50p for the first pen, £1 for the second, £2 for the third. One of my teammates would always want to have a go. Right, Raddy, fancy it, one would say. You bet I would. I seldom conceded three. All I had to do was save one, or for the first striker to miss one, and I would take the money. The God's honest truth is that some weeks I earned more playing in goal in training than I actually did for my wages playing up front for Arsenal in a first division game. 
So when Bob Wilson went off with a cartilage injury in the 1972 FA Cup semi-final versus Stoke, I was very happy to go in goal for the last 22 minutes. I studied penalty takers a lot and definitely felt I had uncovered a strong theory on how strikers take them. So if I had to face one, I was ready. When they finally pulled the jersey off poor old Bob, I joked to the physio George Wright, I hope they've washed it. I had read that Dan Lewis, our keeper in the 1927 FA Cup final, blamed conceding a goal on his shiny new shirt. It should have been washed first, he complained. George had no idea what I was talking about, and in the end I barely had anything to do, mainly because the defence played so well to protect me. 6. East to West, Ham Terry Neal came to the club as the new manager in 1976, and it was clear he wasn't going to play me. It was the same for the likes of Geordie Armstrong, Peter Simpson and Peter Storey. We had all played with him and we knew him inside out and maybe he wanted a clean break. I kind of understand that to an extent, but I really didn't want to leave. West Ham came in for me and I signed for them in December. It was only when I got home and my wife Engel showed me the league table in the evening standard that I realised they were bottom with only nine points. I really should have checked before. I arrived for my first day of training at West Ham at 1pm. Training started at 10.30. It had taken me five and a half hours to get from my house in Bounds Green to their training ground. It was rush hour and there was traffic all the way. Arsenal had been fantastic for me. From the first moment I walked into Highbury and saw that beautiful cannon in the marble floor, I loved it. It was a club that was run properly. Ken Fryer is still with the club and he was the man we had to go to when we wanted a pay rise, going all the way back to Billy Wright. Go and see Ken, the manager would say. We'd be petrified of him. He drove a hard bargain. I have so many brilliant memories. My dad made the right decision. My Arsenal. We hear about your heroes, hangouts and heart-stopping moments. Andy Ha is 26 and lives in Essex. He is social media editor at Football London. Email program at arsenal.co.uk for your My Arsenal questionnaire. Why are you an Arsenal fan? I was born in North London and grew up a stone's throw from Highbury, so there was only one team for me. My dad also supports Arsenal, which always helps. First Arsenal game? Arsenal v Chelsea in 1999. If I remember correctly, we won 1-0 and Dennis Bergkamp got the winner. Favourite Arsenal game? The first 5-2 win over Spurs. We were 2-0 down and looking like we would be 13 points behind them. What followed was just extraordinary. What a day. Match day routine before kickoff. A couple of pints in one of the pubs on Holloway Road. Favourite place to eat before a game? Pieberry Corner is always good. How do you feel when you approach the ground? Normally I'm quite confident, but if it's a North London derby, then pure nervousness takes over. Best place in Emirates to watch games from? The best atmosphere is normally in the lower tier in the corners, especially for the big games. What do you do post-match? Very dependent on the result. I'll normally grab a bite to eat and have a couple of pints if we win. If we lose, I'm straight on the train home. 
favourite away ground. It was Upton Park. The atmosphere was always good because the stands were so close to the pitch. There aren't enough away ends right behind the goal anymore. Favourite piece of Arsenal memorabilia. My programme from the last ever game at Highbury versus Wigan. Favourite Arsenal shirt. The home shirt from 1997-98. Not for design reasons or because we won the double in it. It was the first shirt I ever owned. All-time favourite player and why. Thierry Henry. No one has scored more for the club and no one will for a very long time. Your cult hero? It's only Ray Parler. He lived the dream with most fans, enjoyed himself on and off the pitch and won the lot. I've also met him and he's a lovely bloke. What's the best Arsenal goal you've ever seen live? Arshavin versus Barcelona. A brilliant counter-attacking goal against the best club team we've ever seen. Have you ever met any Arsenal players? Through my job, I've been lucky enough to interview a couple of the current players. Ramsey and Iwobi to name a few. All great guys to chat to. Which current Arsenal player would you most like to go for dinner with? Palmer Tosaka. I reckon he would be excellent company and have some great stories. If you could erase one Arsenal moment from history, Paris 2006. Enough said. And you could be present at any Arsenal match in history? Anfield 89. I can't even imagine how it must have felt to win the league title in the last second of the season, let alone being there, I probably would have fainted. If you could watch Arsenal play any club side in history, who would it be and why? I would love to see the Invincibles take on Guardiola's Barcelona team from 2010-11. My story. The work of the Arsenal Foundation and the partners and initiatives it supports have touched the lives of a great number of people in a variety of ways. The Arsenal Foundation has helped fund Islington Sings, a concert featuring nine local community and workplace choirs from across the borough. Heather McClelland was one of the choir leaders who took part. I'm not from Islington, but I lead the choir for the Stuart Lowe Trust, a local charity that was set up to bring together people experiencing social isolation and mental distress. The choir started in 2010 and is a positive and exciting way for people to be part of a creative and musical local community. We meet every week and cover a range of musical styles, including pop, jazz, folk and world music. There are 16 of us and there's a range of ages from 30 up to 70, but it's completely open. We're very inclusive and anyone is welcome to come. I started in the role last September as I have experience of leading other choirs and was asked to interview for the role. It's been great for me because Stuart Lowe is such an important charity for the local community. Islington Sings took place in March at Islington Assembly Hall. We were one of nine choirs who all performed two songs each with the option of taking part in one song altogether at the end. There was a really good turnout. It's hard to guess numbers, but it felt full and there was a great atmosphere. It was very inclusive and everyone was encouraging. It wasn't at all competitive and the gospel choir, for example, taught the audience their songs so had everyone up and singing along. It probably helped that a lot of the audience were performers themselves. We sang Blackbird and Tonight You Belong To Me and I think they went down well. 
The audience and the other choirs were all so supportive that no one could do anything wrong, and we raised £1,600 for the Royal Voluntary Service, who received the proceeds from the concert. I know the money from the Arsenal Foundation was used in a variety of ways and went towards hiring a pianist, the piano, choir director and photographer. It also went towards printing the programme and hiring the venue for an extra half an hour because no one wanted it to end. I think it's important that a club like Arsenal helps the local community and it's like a circle. The club helps the community and the community gives back to the club and so on. It's even more important at a time when so much funding is being cut. I've seen on a very local level the difference it makes and music will always have the power to help Match Action Southampton versus Arsenal Wednesday, May the 10th, 2017 Southampton nil, Arsenal 2 Game number 51 Attendance 31,474 Away fans 3,319 Referee Jonathan Moss Man of the match Peter Cech Venue St Mary's Stadium Competition Premier League Match stats Southampton Total shots 14 Shots on target 3 Corners 5 Offsides 2 Fouls 8 Possession 47% Arsenal Total shots 11 Shots on target 4 Corners 5 Offsides 1 Fouls 5 Possession 53% Southampton lineup: Forster Cedric Bertrand Stevens Yoshida Davis Romeo Ward Prowse Subs Buffal 70 minutes Tadich Sub Rodriguez 80 minutes Redmond Sub Long 70 minutes Gabiadini Subs not used Caceres Hobjerg Pied Hassen Yellow cards Ward Prowse Arsenal Scorers Alexis 60 minutes Giroud 83 minutes Lineup Czech Oxlade Chamberlain uh, Sub Bellerin 33 minutes Holding Mustafi Monreal Gibbs Xhaka Ramsey Ozil uh, Sub Coquelin 89 minutes Alexis Welbeck Sub Giroud 80 minutes Subs not used Gabriel, Ospina, Walcott, Iwobi. Yellow cards, Bellerin, Ozil. First half, Southampton started brightly in the sunshine on the south coast, hardly looking like a team who had failed to score in each of their last two matches. But it was Arsenal who had the first real chance. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain set up Aaron Ramsey in the box, but he snatched at his shot... Manolo Gabbiadini curled a free kick wide and had a shot saved by the alert Petr Cech. Cech was again called upon to claw away Nathan Redmond's fierce drive that was destined for the top corner. Arsenal finished the half on top, though, and Danny Welbeck should have done better with a close-range header. 
Second half, Arsenal patiently looked for openings and were rewarded when Alexis Sanchez ran on to a Mesut Ozil pass in the box, twisted past two defenders, then slotted the ball past Fraser Forster. It was the Chilean's 20th league goal of the season and the perfect way to mark his 100th Premier League appearance. Oliver Giroud was then introduced and he scored the second with virtually his first touch. Alexis sent in a deep cross to the far post where Ramsey headed back across goal for Giroud to nod home. Arsenal saw out the win comfortably after that, taking another vital three points and keeping the pressure on the top four. Community. In the picture with the community department. Tweet of the week. Football Plus at AFC Community. Grassroots Mini League kicks off today. Kentish Town versus Soccer Skills Under 10s. And history in the community. On the page is a picture. Premier League Reading Stars presented by Sylvain Wiltord and Dennis Bergkamp from 2003. You may have read that Arsenal in the community has been taking part in a new EU-funded health project, working with 15 other top football clubs from across the continent to encourage fans to take up healthier lifestyles. The project, called Eurofit, aims to attract men to change their lifestyles through their connection and loyalty to the team they support. It encourages them to lead a more active lifestyle, sit less and eat more healthily, and to keep these changes going for life. Our first cohort of men started the 12-week programme back in November 2015, and the second has just completed theirs. Take a look at what the guys have been getting up to. Picture 1 shows participants from our first cohort collecting their certificates pitch side before a first-team match for completing the Eurofit programme. Other pictures show winners. The guys went unbeaten and won a football tournament at Manchester City's Etihad Complex, competing against other community teams from Everton, Newcastle United, Stoke City and the hosts Manchester City. There's a picture of the lads discussing healthier food choices whilst watching the FA Cup draw. Talking barriers to becoming more active and how we overcome them. And of course there's always time to play a bit of football at the Arsenal Hub. And the final session, we're so proud of everyone. 12 weeks of the programme, done. Tom Adams, a participant, wrote, I did a 10k run last night, which would have been completely unthinkable a few weeks ago. So the programme is definitely having a big impact. Visitors Sunderland Relegated last month, Sunderland have only pride left to play for at the end of a bitterly disappointing Premier League campaign. Having flirted uncomfortably with relegation almost every season since they were promoted to the Premier League in 2007, the Black Cats have finally surrendered their top flight status. Where other managers have all succeeded in pulling the team away from the brink in recent campaigns, David Moyes in his first season in charge at the Stadium of Light has been unable to follow suit. The Scotsman was appointed last summer as the replacement for England-bound Sam Allardyce, seeking to revive his career after difficult spells in charge of Manchester United and Real Sociedad. 
The former long-serving Everton boss could not have got off to a much worse start at Sunderland. The club's traditional long wait for a first win being maintained as they picked up just two points from their opening 10 Premier League fixtures. That sequence peaking with a 4-1 defeat at home to Arsenal in late October. With the season threatening to unravel, the Wearsiders managed to stage a mini-revival, finally picking up their first win 2-1 away at Bournemouth, then following it with successive three-pointers at the Stadium of Light against Hull 3-0 and Leicester 2-1. But further woe ensued, with just one more victory in the next nine matches, keeping them rooted to the foot of the table. Even a sensational 4-0 win in early February away at Crystal Palace, now managed by ex-boss Allardyce, was insufficient to rekindle the Sunderland flame. Indeed, that victory proved to be a full storm, as Moyes' men not only picked up just two points for their next ten matches, but managed to find the net in just one of those games, a 2-2 draw at home to West Ham in mid-April. By then, however, the club's fate was effectively sealed and the mathematical certainty of Sunderland's departure from the Premier League was confirmed on April 29th, when three days after going down 1-0 to fellow strugglers Middlesbrough on Teesside, they were beaten 1-0 by a late goal at home to Bournemouth. With relegation no longer avoidable and the pressure therefore lifted, the Black Cats went to won their next game 2-0 at Hull, Sealing a first win in three months thanks to Jermaine Defoe's 15th league goal of the season. Despite his club's trials and tribulations, the veteran striker has enjoyed a productive season, one that has earned him a return to the England colours, while a young goalkeeper, Jordan Pickford, is another who has repeatedly shone in a team going through troubled times. Sunderland will conclude this forgettable 2016 17. Premier League campaign on Sunday at Stamford Bridge in what is likely to be a carnival atmosphere. The occasion is bound to be difficult for Moyes and his players as they contemplate life outside of England's top division. But whether it serves as an inspiration for the club as they seek to bounce straight back from the Championship next season, only time will tell. Teams Arsenal Manager Arsene Wenger Red shirts with white sleeves, white shorts and red socks 2. Matthew Debushi 3. Kieran Gibbs 4. Per Mertesacker 5. Gabriel 6. Laurent Kozielny 7. Alexis Sanchez 8. Aaron Ramsey 9. Lucas Perez 11. Mesut Ozil 12. Olivier Giroud 13. David Ospina, goalkeeper 14. Theo Walcott 15. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain 16. Rob Holding 17. Alex Iwobi 18. Nacho Monreal 19. Santi Cazorla 20. Shkodran Mustafi 22. Yaya Sanogo 23. Danny Welbeck 24. Hector Bellerin 25. Carl Jenkinson 26. Emiliano Martinez, goalkeeper 
29. Granite Shacker. 31. Jeff Rain Adelaide. 33. Petter Cech, goalkeeper. 34. Francis Coquelin. 35. Mohamed Elneny. 55. Ainsley Maitland Niles. 68. Chris Willock. Sunderland. Manager David Moyes. White shirt with blue stripe, white shorts and socks. 1. Vito Manoni, goalkeeper. 2. Billy Jones. 3. Brian Oviedo. 4. Jason Denea. 5. Papi Gilaboji. 6. Lee Catamol. 7. Sebastian Larson. 8. Jack Rodwell. 9. Fabio Barini. 10. Wabi Kazri. 12. Mika Dominguez, goalkeeper. 13. Jordan Pickford, goalkeeper. 14. Duncan Watmore. 15. Jolion Lescott. 16. John O'Shea. 17. Didier Ndong. 18. Jermaine Defoe. 19. Paddy McNair. 20. Stephen Pienaar. 21. Javier Manquillo. 22. Donald Love. 23. Lamine Cohn. 24. Darren Gibson. 27. Jan Kirchhoff. 28. Victor Anachibi. 29. Joel Asoro. 39. George Honeyman. 44. Adnan Januzaj. 46. Lyndon Gooch. Officials. Referee Roger East. Assistant referees Peter Kirkup, Matthew Wilkes. Fourth official Lee Probert. Tonight's other fixture Manchester City versus West Bromwich Albion, 8 pm. Hello, this is Arsene Wenger. That brings us to the end of this audio production of the Arsenal Match Day programme. Citroen and Arsenal, proud partners. Citroen, differently, we do slightly things. Citroen C4 Cactus, different is great. The Citroen C4 Cactus has won over 35 awards since its launch. It's full of clever ideas like the protective side air bumps and instead of the usual cluttered dash, there's a simple 7-inch touchscreen with built-in reversing camera. Optional at extra cost on C4 Cactus Feel, available as standard on C4 Cactus Flare. Also includes rear parking sensors. We think it looks pretty cool too, but that's just what happens when you do things out of the ordinary. Creative Technology. On Facebook, Twitter and YouTube and at citron.co.uk. Official government fuel consumption figures, range, urban cycle, extra urban, combined, litres per 100 kilometres, miles per gallon, and CO2 emissions, grams per kilometre, highest, Citroen C4 Cactus PureTech 82 manual with 7-inch wheels, 5.6, 50 4.0, 70.6, 4.6, 61.4, Lowest, Citroen C4 Cactus Blue HDI 100, S&S manual with 15-inch wheels, 3.5, 80.7, 3.0, 94.2, 3.1, 91.1, 82. 
figures achieved under official EU test conditions. Intended as a guide for comparative purposes only, figures may not be reflected in actual on-the-road driving conditions. There is always something to celebrate. Europecar is celebrating Arsenal fans at Europecar Sport and Your Arsenal, Your Way, the one-stop content hub. Look out for prize draws, competitions, videos, live blogs and away day travel solutions. Europecar, official car and van rental partner. Twitter, at Europecar Sport. Web address europecar.co.uk forward slash your arsenal your way Premier League introducing the official Premier League app the new way to manage your fantasy Premier League team free to download download on the app store get it on google play Get it from Microsoft. Available at Amazon. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.